I think this episode was birthed after I tweeted, you officially hit parenthood when you go on Craigslist and type in Sienna or Odyssey and a lot of a lot of uh, conversation was stimulated from that tweet. John Warren said, no. And then John Schneck was like, I so hear it. <laughs> and then a buddy of mine from Idaho was like, those all-wheel drive Siennas are harder to find than Bigfoot out here. <laughs> I'm all about efficiency, baby. Well, it's that it's that Pacific Northwest weather you guys got. You need the van, the the convenience, and the all wheel drive. So exactly. So I'm gonna start a business where I buy all the all wheel drives from the South. Yeah. And drive them all to the Pacific Northwest and just make a killing. Yeah, that's why Subarus do well here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then John Warren at the end said, "Thankful I'll never hit that." <laughs> He's putting off the and inevitable I- and trying to maintain his own coolness, but that's a lack of efficiency. I think. When I was young, my father taught me not to gloat. If I came home too proud of myself, I'd get wrestled to the floor and choked. So this is it, right? So minivan. Doesn't he have kids? He's got a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And he bought a he bought one of those like Nissan Rogues or whatever, like the middle in between kind of an SUV, but kind of not. And and I said, well, when you hit your head on that door frame three yeah. or four times, Jesus himself will be LOLing. <laughs> when your kids open those doors in the parking lot into the car you've parked next to several times. I will be LOL. Yeah, I said the exact opposite. I said, when other people who should have bought a minivan's kids open up their SUV doors <laughs> yeah. into your car, you're going to be like, damn it, why aren't they driving a minivan? Here's what it is. You know, you, if you're a parent and you don't you don't want a minivan because you think it's not cool, this is what you're like. You're like the bald guy who has the massive comb over. <laughs> it's very inefficient, but you're trying to hang on to something and you look desperately uncool. Right. So stop having a comb-over SUV. Just embrace head-on your parenthood and get that minivan. So there's a lot of trolls out there, and one of them is people will look at you or criticize you or hate on you if you drive a minivan for some reason. And I thought, damn, you know, I'm making a decision that I think is the it's just across the board – the best decision I've ever made in terms of we need a vehicle, we need to be dependable. Yep. I don't want to spend a fortune on this vehicle because my kids will destroy this thing. Yep. I know that to be a fact. I drove a van with adults and they destroyed it. So <laughs> there's no way kids aren't going to destroy this thing. And I was like, right. I convinced my wife, I said, it just all comes back minivan. That's the answer. And, and everyone goes, no, man, there is another answer. And you're like, no, there isn't. No, it's aces. Aces in the minivan for sure. So today... We're going to be talking about minivans and dad life. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we name and starve our many trolls, the same that carve into our souls. 
and leave a mark that wounds us. So we hug them hard till they explode. Wow. <laughs> I figured it's 2017. It's time to move our rhymes to poems. Yeah. It's time to it's time to upgrade from snappy little catchphrases to I don't know. I don't Do know if that poetry. works. That probably doesn't work. Wow. That probably doesn't work. No, I like it. But in this in this episode, we share from our own perspectives about the trolls of being known as dad. Or a parent. Or parent. I guess moms would actually probably do a yeah. better job. But first, Nate, we're a week or so into the new year. And I yeah. think it's time to check in on those resolutions and see how how we're doing. How how have you uh, have you been doing? Good man. I mean, I think our main my main resolution was the minimalism thing. So right, how's that going? Good. Sam cleaned out her closet, and there was clothes all over the house for like three days. So was she all like, "I'm sorry, Mama"? It was like Project Three. I never meant to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's such bad singing of a bad. Singer. I don't know the joke, so I'm like sitting on the other end going, "What? What? That's Tonight I'm cleaning out my closet." Mm. I don't know. Okay. You never okay. listen to Eminem? Never mind. No, You're not angry enough. No, I'm not angry. I was enough. angry. You were an angry kid, yeah. <laughs> no, so there was clothes everywhere. So I mean, I, I I feel like with kids, you know, there's only so many so many days into the new year you can actually start to fulfill them. But did you quit anything? Did you, you know, say been, I'm gonna cut this out? Well, right now I'm 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 since July. See my I made my New Year's resolution in July when I started a new diet and all this other stuff. So I've That's just early. I've been I haven't been drinking alcohol for months. Really? Yeah, I haven't drank any alcohol in a long time. Like a little bit of wine. Well, I I drank a lot of alcohol in December. <laughs> Went to a lot of parties and just was just getting ready for for the first of January, where I was going to fast completely from. So you're sober, Eddie? Then yeah, I'm t- all the terrible junk food and alcohol and cigarettes and all the terrible things that I. I indulge myself with when I'm in feast mode. Now I'm fasting from, and I feel great. And that's how my life is. It's it's, it's a giant pendulum swing, much like American politics. The feasting and the fasting, I go I go directly into. But that's just my personality. Yeah, I know you're 100 miles an hour, so you're. <laughs> and that's the thing is like I, I'm I actually prefer it this way. I prefer to make a change in my life that I can sustain and. Right. Get behind. I feel like New Year's resolutions are so hard to sustain because they're all based on a month, not an actual conviction or whatever. Sure, so. yeah. But if you but if you break it down to you know, every every so often I'm going to make I'm going to sustain for one month or two months this diet or resolution or whatever, that over time will equate to, you know, half the time you're you're being healthy, at least. It can. It can. <laughs> this is me defending my position. If I just make those decisions to be healthy more often, then overall it leads to a healthier lifestyle. However, just because I'm an extremist, I mean, I enjoy food more than most people I know. Just all the different types of good food. You know, when I'm indulging and enjoying it, I have no guilt because I have a date set where I'm like, on this day, it shall be known. I'm done. That we that we're done, yeah. So, anyways, that's how I roll. But I'm sure I'm sure everyone's different with no. Their, I mean, with their it, it's amazing the holiday season. It, so here's 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 how it was for me. So when you make these decisions before the holidays, and you realize can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat that. Oh my gosh, there was a bowl of Snickers. I always eat those. 
all the candy <laughs> didn't eat. I was like, yeah. dang, I consumed so much junk when I right. when I didn't have any rules of what I would and wouldn't. Sure, eat. it's insane if you made your resolutions in like November, right? And you let yourself realize what December brings you, or what Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah, but just but I mean, you could have a good Thanksgiving and not see. I found you could make alternatives like instead of having pumpkin pie you can make a squash pumpkin pie with like almond crust mm. and it it's mm. technically healthy but it yeah it almost gives you the same like indulgence like i'm having oh, some yeah, pumpkin yeah. pie right now but it's healthy it's just it's just three ingredients i've never been good with with swapping it out like you got to get into the swap man it's it's, it's yeah, great I, I just i don't know it's like it's like the low fat low fat carb free whatever bread i'm like if i'm gonna eat bread it's gonna be bread and then if I'm not eating bread, I'm not eating bread. But I'm not going to do the half-assed, halfway-in garbage cardboard bread. I'm going to do the real deal or nothing at all. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not going to have. Tur- I'm not going to get turkey bacon. Who wants to eat that rubber garbage? You know, I want the bacon. But bacon. you can eat like real bacon from like a, uh, I guess like a pastured pig, and sure. the pay the the bacon's more expensive, and that's the bacon I'll eat. Sure, and you can have three pieces of crisp bacon. It's not going to ruin. And your it, diet. you know, a lot of people cook in lard, fresh lard from like a real like pastured pig, and that's actually right. he- more healthy for you than like canola oil or all the other crap that fake sure. fake butters that they say to cook in. So like better when, for your uh, cast iron pan too, and your cast iron pan makes it makes it nonstick, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we should just do an episode about food. I and, know. What are we doing? What are we talking about? All right, we can we're talking about that. We can talk about that. <laughs> I don't care if it's if it's natural. Let's let it go. New Year's resolu- resolutions are fun for me. I love change. I love challenge. I love going. You know, I just went to the gym second day in a row. Um, Chrissy and I were going to be cle- cleaning out the basement, doing the minimalist thing. Touching, putting everything in our hands and going, does this add value to my life? Um, let us know how you're doing. You can email us at don'temailthetrolls at gmail.com and fill us in if you want to. Yeah. Uh, we have a new patron this week. Nate, would you like to read? Oh, two patrons. Yeah. William and Melissa Alston. So Nice. Thank you as a couple. I think our first couple that's uh, supporting us. So Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you so much. We have a lot of bonus content. And I'm almost done with this week's episode, but I'm going to upload it maybe tonight or tomorrow, which is a Wednesday. Right. So in the future, if you're listening to this, obviously in the future you'll be listening to this, but uh, we give content early to backers. Right. You get a feed that goes straight to your phone, and it's just the Trolls exclusive patron content, and it comes early to your podcast app, and you just have to get that RSS feed and and uh, from, our, from our Patreon page. If so. you become a patron we'll send you a little welcome email this year and all the instructions on how to do that and i'm coming out with a new record this year for my band the classic crime i want to stream like give some exclusive new songs before anybody hears it to our patrons in that feed so you could stream maybe a new song um before it before it goes live on spotify wow look at that that's awesome yeah i think that's a cool thing to do um and our patrons have been so loyal to us all year and i've so listened to some of it it's good try to give some people some stuff and i don't know if you're into that i know a lot of our listeners nate sherwood and the classic crime listeners listen to this podcast because they like our bands and are dismayed at our terrible personalities so we want to <laughs> give you the music that you want more so than just um the garbage that comes out of our mouths <laughs> yeah
Well, here's the topic of the day. We're both dads. And uh, we've shared a bit about of our, our, our perspective as more or less unconventional parents, but there are trolls that come with parenting. They attack your self-esteem. There are fears and anxieties and cliches and comments from other people. So whether you are a parent, planning on becoming one someday, have friends who are parents, or have parents yourself, which I think a lot of us do, we think this is a valuable discussion to have. I read this article on like HuffPost or something, and it was this like 20-year-old girl, and she's like, why I'm never having children, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was the most, it was just the most dumb thing I've ever read, because it was like, you're 20 years old, you don't know shit about anything, right? You're 20. You haven't lived out of your parents' house more than two or three years. Like, you don't know yeah. anything. You haven't met anyone who did has you, kids. Did, what? did you ever say that? Did you ever say at some point in your life, I'm never going to have kids? That's No, because that's, I, where, that's where good people go to die. I didn't even think about it because it didn't matter at the time. <laughs> that's like like going out on a rampage about being an atheist. If God doesn't exist, get on with your life. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Stop yeah. talking about it. Who cares if yeah. it doesn't exist? Well, I imagine t- for, for atheists, there's some pressure to believe from the religious folks. And for people who don't want to have kids, there is some pressure for them to uh, to spawn. <laughs> and that is what... So I posted the article on Facebook and I was like, we are, we are raising a generation of great people. I expected people to read the article and realize that even if you come to the position that I don't want to have kids, don't sound like this girl because she just sounds right. stupid and naive and might change her mind one day because... I, everything I believed when I was 20 probably have changed my opinion right. on it now. So I had everyone who was my age, especially a couple people, just blast me right away. Just like, we right. don't want kids, and here's why, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, huh. whoa. And then I, I eventually just ended up deleting the post because it Were got those people married? Yes. And a lot so, of them were married. So this is the beginning of this. Do you want to have kids or not? That's like part one of the dad podcast, right? So you and I, so right away, just deciding to have children is, some people just think, well, it's my choice and I can choose right. this and we're not going to have children. Well, what everyone's afraid of is is being those types of parents that have kids and then you disappear into the vortex of their lives, sure. their interests, and you lose your own life. You lose your own relevance. You lose your own meaning. Schedule, money. It's all about the kids. Yeah. And that's what happened to a lot of our parents growing up. We saw that take its toll on their on their minds and their lives and often their marriages. And so we were like, that was the first thing. Christy and I were like, we're not going to be those parents that disappear. We're going to do things. We're going to hang with people. Welcome children to our lives. Yeah. Uh, you are a part of our family, and our family is not all about you. And uh, that was like a big fear, I think. Huh. Um, you know, was like, oh, we're going to be like those people. And I think a lot of single people look around at their friends who have had kids or yeah. maybe, maybe people do, who don't have kids. They look at their friends who have kids and they go, we don't hang out with them anymore. We don't want to be like that. Yeah, we want yeah, to be yeah. engaged. We want to be part of a community. We don't want to be this isolated well, band that doesn't leave the, the house. First off, you don't realize how much free time you have before you get married and have kids. Right. You have so much more time to do a lot of stuff. Right. You know, as my kid is yelling in the background. <laughs> it's just, it strikes this paranoia like, oh man, my free time's gone. Like, I, I know yeah. sometimes, like, for me, it's like Sam and I get like maybe like at eight o'clock at night till like 9 30. 
before we just crash. Right. Newborns and toddlers. Oh man, it's tough. So I can I can relate more now to that post than I could have. Why would you still have kids if you realize how tough it is? What's the point? Our friends who are committed to not reproducing, they're looking at us and going, that looks very difficult. And you can't just like last minute drop whatever you're doing and come hang out with us. Yeah. Which we interpret that as you having a soul crushing obligation. And that's how our friends interpret it. But meanwhile, we're over here understanding both the joy and the meaning that comes from uh, parenting. And so how do you how do you convey that? Is there any empathy from both sides? Well, to back it up real quick, I think the point I was trying to make before that was that when you when you're single and you have a ton of free time, hanging out with people isn't like a luxury. So you're just constantly always hanging out with people. And I think you're just you just take it a little bit for granted and you don't savor it. Right? Right. When you have kids and you get them time to hang out with people, you savor right. that time with those people. You're well, like I think you uh, overall too you maximize your entire schedule yes. so that everything every, every sort of 15 minute segment that you have you utilize and you yep. become way more efficient and people are always like i don't know how i'm going to live my life when i have a kid and i go well your capacity expands for work and then when you have a second kid you're like i'm maxed out you're everyone's maxed out with one kid and then they have a second kid and then their capacity expands again yeah yeah, yeah. and you just become become more and more efficient with your time and energy, but there are things you can't do. Like, you know, you know, Dan Coke calls me up. He's like, hey, dude, I'm going to be, you know, 15 minutes away at a brewery. Do you want to come watch the game with me? And it's six o'clock and Chrissy's got the three kids and she's like, do you want to help me cook dinner? Yeah. Like there's no universe where I can leave her with the three kids last minute to go to a bar and watch the game with Dan for like without making a plan ahead of time. Because I, because I will totally disrupt her entire plans for the night, you know? Like, yeah, basically, yeah, now yeah. she's alone. Now I'm leaving her alone with the kids. Now, if Dan calls me a week before and goes, hey, Thursday night, you want to watch the game? Yeah. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll go, yeah, I'll tell Christy. I'll let her know. It's yeah. on the docket, you know? That way, we can work around it. But there is some limitations to the last-minute nature of our lives, which... That does feel sometimes soul crushing to me, who I like last minute impromptu spontaneity. So that's the thing, the hangs. So the quality of hangs goes up, the amount of hangs goes down, right? Right, quality over quantity. Yeah, so I would say when you get a little bit older anyways, that's what you desire. Because there's times I'll go out with people and they're just kind of, they're people that that go out all the time. And I'm like... I'm like, I could be in the room, I could not be in the room. And then there's my friends who we get together who haven't hung out all the time, and it's like, there's intentional questions, there's eye, right. con- there's eye contact, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like something yeah. that single people, or even me, half the time, just, I don't know, right. when, when I'm with people now, I'm with people so so much less than I was before, right. I, I don't pull out my phone all the time and stuff, because right. I'm just like, I'm with a human right now. I don't have to do well, that. Well, also, when Christy and I were single, I say single, we were married, but th- th- we felt very single. Like, we had our separate lives, and we would go out with our friends and whatever. Yeah, yeah. The hangs were more superficial. They just were. And now, when people come over, especially people of like-minded uh, positioning, like, as far as where they're at in their life, and maybe they have kids, too, or whatever. They come over, we have dinner, the kids go play, we hang, we really hang, we talk, you know, we, we hang out. And, and it is more, of a, it is more of, a, of a bit of a deeper, less distracted hang 
than than when we were younger and living in the city. Yeah, so because it, you know, it's just it, it has to be. It just is. It's like if you go on tour once a year, you're going to appreciate that tour versus you being on tour all the time. And when you don't right. have kids, you're socially available all the time. And yeah, but Nate, so back to the next part I was talking about. This sounds to people who don't want kids, which is fine. I actually don't think everyone should have kids. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I should, but I do, uh, and I love them. But um, but this sounds like pretty defensive. They see you saying, you know what, guys? Yeah, we don't get to hang out that much, but when we do, it's really good. They see that as like a like a cheap sort of like defensive move to protect your own decision that you're regretting okay 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 well i just want to know why why kids are worth it to you well despite despite all the side stuff one is your single friends are not as happy as they think they are because look at their social media feed they're constantly posting about their great life because they're (laughs) kind of lonely and kind of bored right yeah so having tons of free time isn't great it doesn't equal happiness we've seen this right you've got friends social media feeds are just filled with crap and then as soon as they have a kid, suddenly their social media feed is filled with their pictures of their kids. Their life changes. Yeah. They have a different understanding. I would say it's really hard for a single person to have true selflessness and happiness because it's just hard to find it. You have right. to – because you. I think you find it in this life by giving your life away as opposed to filling your life up with more stuff and more things. Right. So I mean, I guess the great, the great spiritual teachers and mystics who have remained celibate you know, over the centuries, find it through, yeah, selflessness and service and humility. Guaranteed. There was a guy that was a legend at the camp I worked at in college because he was single, he was older, he knew every person on staff, he had tons of time to hang out with college students, and everyone loved the dude. And he was like, he was like a mystic. He was like a monk on the hill. So yes, (laughs) there are guys and, and women out there who have a celibate life but have found purpose. I think... That is but it hard, comes from it comes from self sacrifice. Yes. Whereas the the quick way the quick way there is to get married and self sacrifice. Yeah. That's what it is. You cut carve a piece of your own dominion out of yourself and make room for one other person. That's the first huge self sacrifice. <laughs> then the yeah. second is carving another huge chunk out for each kid. Yeah. And yeah. That is a that is the forced self sacrifice. That leads to fulfillment. And that was part of my argument back to them when, when before I deleted the post. I was like, then why, then why get married? What's the point of marriage? Because if you yeah. really think about it, ultimately you're committing yourself to this other human and it's... You're responsible to them. Yeah. They, yeah. they demand things of you. And you know, if you really love your own time and your own freedom... Why get married? Then that level, that level of commitment is not helpful and i think a lot of people are there i have a lot of friends who are like i don't ever want to get married sure they saw their own parents marriages dissolve into bs and they've dated girls and they find that dating is more casual and more freeing than marriage and that's i don't know that's i don't know i think everyone has a pretty unhealthy view of marriage based on how many failed marriages there are we don't see a lot of healthy happy marriages these days well sure but I think that's a valid opinion. Well, my, be well, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that to myself. Well, it's funny because when you start to argue that, it's it, you can just step it back, right? So the people who are married are like, we don't want kids, but then you can kind of back it up. And you and I know some people that have been dating the same girl or whatever for the last eight years, and you're like, okay, it's they're been, married. It's been eight years. <laughs> 
what's yeah. the, what at this point why aren't you yeah but people don't do that so i think the most interesting thing to talk about in this podcast is what kids have shown me and what i would argue with that person because the arguments are always like, I can't do stuff. I can't do things. Me, 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 my life, my happiness, my... And yeah. I'm just like, you, that doesn't make you happy. What makes you happy is when it's three in the morning and you have to get out of bed and you have to think about somebody else. Well, that doesn't make you happy in the moment. No, no, uh, no, no, that, no, not at all. That makes you very desperately sad sometimes or frustrated. But there's something about that struggle... That I think uh, our generation, it's sort of lost on, like, why should I have to struggle in life? Struggle seems hard. But there's without that struggle, there is no real joy. Yeah. Like, there, are, there are, you don't get to experience those moments where your baby makes eye contact with you and gives you this huge toothless grin. Yeah. And you see their soul, and you see their value and their worth, and yeah. you, you suddenly are hit with the value of human life in a way that you've never seen it before, and it's this transcendent experience. That doesn't come without the sleepless nights. Father, can you hear me? How have I let you down? I curse the day that I was born. Uh, you think you can avoid all the sleepless nights and avoid all the obligation to raising a kid and get joy and meaning in your life? Yeah. It's very, very hard to do, and it will never happen if your own goal is completely just self-serving. It, you ha it has to be self-sacrifice. It has to be giving of yourself and your life to others. And if you can do that, then, by all means, you can experience joy without... Uh, without having kids <laughs> or having a wife or a spouse you can do it <laughs> say say you have this this crazy stance that the world is screwed up i don't want to bring kids into this world that's fine what are you going to do about the kids already in the world then what are you going sure. to do you know what i'm saying so it's like one of these things i mean not everyone's called the kids either i mean there there, there could be uh, you know adults or, or or i think what yeah what we're saying is parenting forced us into a servant role and Yes, to outsiders, it can look daunting. It can look tumultuous. It can look arduous. It's, it does not look great all the time. But because of that servant role, uh, we experience incredible amounts of joy. I don't know. It's the highs are so high and the lows are so low. When I'm looking at my wife and the kids are just like, there's this harmony. There's this harmony and there's this cuteness. And there, there's something that only we can translate with each other. Hold on. I have to other. literally stop my one kid from throwing my other one. Literally. Hold on. <laughs> do not do that to him. Do not do that. We're, we're hearing this, you guys. Um, this is part of the tumultuous parenting role. It's constant. It's constant teaching. And sacrificing of your own time. I mean, you could just let them do whatever, and you could keep your time to yourself, but you have to go interject. This was the hard part of parenting. <laughs> yeah, my, my two-year-old is, is 
throwing my one-year-old around in his bouncer, and I had to go stop him right now. <laughs> I'm looking through the window, and I see this, and I'm like, yeah. unbelievable. So we have to, much like a sculptor, chisel all the rough edges uh, you know, down and sand them down constantly over time, uh, like water over rock. And that is a long and tedious journey yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that is funny because that's the first time I've had to leave the podcast while recording it to go do something. And of <laughs> course, it's the parent podcast. And of course, it's my one of my kids right. trying to destroy my other child. So it happens. <laughs> it, it is crazy. Beautiful. But I think when I deleted that post, my thought was immediately just kind of knee-jerk reaction. Like, I don't want kids or whatever. Right. I, I would say that's fine. But Why? Why is it that you don't want kids? Do you not want kids? You know, ask those questions because most people just say, "I don't want kids." It's not. It's not whether or not you want kids. It's 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 what is your major goal in life? Is it to serve yourself a hundred percent? And to that end, I will say a lot of people who don't want kids are like, "I those that will that will ruin my life. My life is is the most important." And I think if you live that way, it doesn't matter if it's yeah, I don't true. want kids, I don't want to, I don't want a wife, I don't want a spouse, I don't want a girlfriend because I want me time. If you live that way, the the end result of that is, Uncle is your own suffering and your own sadness. Yeah, I mean you have to be connected to people to enjoy life. We are made uh, to be in community, and that means we are made to serve each other in some way. You can't just serve yourself and expect to be happy. Man, that's as you get older, that's got to get lonely. Because yeah. on Christmas, when all the kids start p- piling around the tree and the family's growing and people are coming around, sure. you realize that like family and children bring so much more newness. Yeah, to life. especially when you get so jaded in life. Yeah, you know, the older you get, the more I'm just like, ah, oh, none of this matters. But then when I see the world through the through the eyes of my kids, I have this like new found respect for whatever this is this life that we're living yeah we get a little bit um you know guys like me and you maybe per se get a little bit preachy uh you know especially around the birth of our first child when we're going through all this stuff and feeling all these emotions it's like we want to share it and we want to go you guys like this is seriously like we've traveled all over the world we've played on stage in front of thousands of people we've got all the respect and all the whatever that more more than 99.9% of other people like and none of that matters compared to me looking in this kid's eyes and we're like we're trying to shout it from the rooftop like you guys everybody just have kids it's the best <laughs> Like we were the first people to discover it, you know, like, and we can get a little preachy and people are like, you know what? Shut up about your stupid kid. <laughs> it's like if Jim Carrey could relate that quote, like, I wish everyone would have all the way, the wealth and the success and the fame. So they realize, you know, just how meaningless it, it all is really. Right. And I'm paraphrasing that, that quote, but I think right. the same with kids. It's like, you know, and you always see this with celebrities, celebrities who have kids, they're older, they're successful, they've got the fame, they've got the money, and then they have the kid, and then all of a sudden, it's like, right. it's like you know, someone like Ryan Gosling or whatever has a kid, and it's like his world, you know what I mean? Right. And you see yeah. it all the time, all the time celebrities have, and they're like, the best thing I've ever done with my life was become a parent. And you're like, wait right. a minute, this person's super successful, they've got platinum albums, they've got millions of dollars, they live in LA, they live in, they live in sunshine all 24-7, sure. and yet this little pooping baby is like the best thing ever. So yeah, you get preachy, but it's like, yeah, you and I, we lived our life in reverse. We right. sort of, 
we accomplished our dream before we, you know, could run for office. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh man, you know, like we did that thing. And then and now we're at an age where we're like, okay, we're 30 years old, 35 years old, however old we are. We got 35 more years, hopefully, maybe 45 <laughs> if we're lucky, maybe 50 if we're really lucky. Yeah. What now? What now? Right. Uh, what, 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 right. I'm, I'm going to be 75 years old sitting around the Christmas tree and there's going to be By nobody yourself? there? Yeah. You're going to have grandkids. You're going to have people that have, you know that you're connected to over a long period of time. Yeah. Family is what you make it. It's not necessarily blood. But it is a community of people who are committed to each other outside of just serving themselves first. And yes, having kids can be a, can, can be a, a shortcut to that. It's not the only way. It's not the only way. But when we see our friends go, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want cool free yeah, yeah. time and party, bro. It's like, okay, that'll work. But like, I have friends in my 40s who are still doing that. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. desperately sad. So where are you going? Where do you want to be when you're an old man? Do you want to be, uh, be like Peter Pan and be a child your whole life? That's great. That's okay. But... You're gonna have a hard time. Well, yeah, you're not. Not only are you gonna have a hard time, but I think all those lessons catch up to you at once, unfortunately. And usually, it's at an age where it's too late. Yeah. You know, you always see this. You always see. You know, you're out in Vegas with your friends for some bachelor party, and you see the 70 year old rich guy with like the 25 year old girlfriend. Yeah. And you go, you know, it's just not love, whatever they have. It's just not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And you yeah. realize, like, I bet you that guy's been doing that his whole life. And, 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 and he doesn't even know what love is, maybe. You maybe. Know? He just goes, that's what it is. It's, it's, I get a, I get eye candy on my arm. Yeah. Or whatever, and well, not wall. even just that, but it's just that mentality that surrounds all that is just that. I can continue to make my life right. easy. I can interchange more women if I want to, more cars, more houses. Right. Everything's just interchangeable. But kids, it's you're there. I mean, I'm three years into changing diapers, and there are times when I'm like, yeah. this is never going to end. No, you just notice there's certain things that you just do now, but where before you had to really work yourself up to do. Oh, yeah. Like, there's just certain things. Like, I remember when before we had kids... Chrissy and I would like fight sometimes, like argue, you know, petty argument about who's going to take the garbage out. Um, now it's like I wish I, I wish that's, <laughs> that's what we just something about, I right? do. Like I don't I don't think about it. I don't. There's no inner monologue of like or dialogue of like I've, I've been doing this for three weeks and she hasn't helped me once. There's none of that. It's just you just do it. You just your capacity for a service um, of your spouse and of your kids. Because they demand so much of you, your capacity expands and it doesn't become work anymore. And I think that's what is refining of and it's what maturity is. It's growing into a place yeah. where it's not difficult to give of yourself. It becomes easier and but easier. You have to go through a lot of roadblocks. Like I feel like daily I'm just like, I've gotta let stress go. I can't continue to stress about all this stuff. And I've got to get better at serving because there are times you can take shortcuts when you're a parent, like you can sit on the toilet a little bit longer and and sometimes you need your time out. I owe it to him, my dad did the best he could. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad.
let's talk a bit about the trolls of of dad life the dad life trolls i mean do you ever feel and then christy feels this more so than i do but sometimes i feel it the worry that you're screwing up your kids somehow yeah the moment your kid is born you don't you don't even realize like if your kid is sick for example if your kid starts to choke right you like dive across the kitchen <laughs> to like yeah. save your child there's a there is there's a, an instinct there but it can go too far like the troll the troll can really turn your whole life into worry like am i doing this wrong am i whatever and objectively speaking like christy and i look at our both both of our upbringings and all you know is what you know, right? And then you look back once you get in the real yeah. world and you go, actually, that was kind of abusive or manipulative or unhealthy, or that was a bad uh, technique that my parents used. You don't realize that when you're in it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, one thing we can do objectively is, is look back and go, there's no way I'm doing worse than my parents did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's everybody. <laughs> there is no way. You know, like I'm not teaching my kids the f- fear, fear of an unseen being who will punish you eternally in hell but somehow loves you like i don't i just don't teach that to my kids i don't teach my kids uh the fear that i grew up in the the wrath that i i it just kids aren't able to understand any psychologist that, would know? say that you know if you if the pendulum swung too far you're going to you're going to be you're going to be the opposite you're going to you're going to do kind of the other thing so you're going to err on the side perhaps of being too maybe not having an, a little bit of fear right there should be someone argue there. Someone argue a little bit of fear is a good thing. They do. They do fear me and in uh, my wrath. But uh, <laughs> I try to do. I try to do less of that than my parents did. And I think I do a good. No, job, I hear but... you. I, I I don't think that is helpful for a young mind. I mean, you know how many friends of mine say that they were terrified of the rapture when they were six or seven years old no no no. i was i was terrified i would go check yeah. i mean that just that that's one thing that i'm that i'm doing differently is i'm not i i focus on the love and the grace aspect i'm not so hyper focused on that you could be left behind or you could burn in hell and and this this sort of hyper focus on on the punishment and wrath and plus i don't uh believe in it i don't know news flash to everybody i don't really care or believe in in that at all but so i'm not really teaching it to my kids but it's funny how indelible it is in my life like how because i was raised that way i behave in a way to exercise fear and wrath because it's effective in manipulating my kids behavior and like if i raise my voice you know like it works a little better they are afraid a little more and i'm like i don't know yeah how much of that should I use? And I don't know, like, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, right now, like, my kid is one of them shaking the other one uncontrollably. I have to kind of come in there and be like, hey, you can't do this. Um, yeah. There, there are those moments every day. And after the fact, you kind of reevaluate, like, you know, like, what a, like, you know, especially like bedtime and stuff. Kids just don't want to go to bed. And they come up with billions of excuses and they'll do all kinds of things. I did as a child. So it's like, right. what? where's the line? I don't know. Are you screwing up your kid? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but in, in, in no worse a way than we were screwed up. And in, in perhaps less, perhaps far less. And perhaps they'll be better off because we moved the needle just a little bit forward sure. in, in, to, to the place of, you know, hard work, responsibility, grace, love those those things kind of playing a bigger role than than fear and punishment fear of punishment and wrath and and 
I don't know, spankings or whatever I think, else you got. you know, where we are as a society, people are finally accepting uh, things like mental illness, and, and there's just more information available, and people can go, oh, great-grandpa was an alcoholic, grandpa was an alcoholic, right. dad was an alcoholic. Oh, we can look back and we have more information and go, you know what? Manipulating your kids in the long run doesn't work. It just doesn't right. work. And, you know, and I would say, and it might be a good place to kind of wrap up things, but I would say the best people in my life were just good people, and they weren't, yeah. and I learned from them because they were who they were, not right. because they told me this, these things, and then they didn't do those things. So the hardest thing right. for you and I, and any parent out there, will always be, your kids are going to model who you are as a person. Right. They, yeah, someone said it this way to me, your kids don't learn from what you say. Your kids learn from who you are. Yeah. So yeah. how you behave is is how you, how you teach your how you teach your children. Yeah. But yeah, we you know we face a lot of trolls. There's as parents, there's uh, you know the old minivan troll which we talked about. Like do the do the thing that's going to save you time and money long term. It's going to be better for you. Also, there's the troll of am I screwing up my kids? Uh, you know, a regular amount. Give yourself grace. Uh, the troll of our single friends and their lack of understanding of what it is to raise kids and what it is to manage our, our schedule. Free time. Um, I think we do need to give our, our friends grace. I think they, I, I think we should not preach at our friends. I don't think that's helpful. And the troll of greenhouse gases, you're just bringing another polluter into the world who's going to ruin the world <laughs> that much quicker because 10 billion people, right? So yeah. uh, population well, control. Hopefully- Maybe our kids will uh, discover uh, clean energy solutions that will reverse um, global warming, exactly. and then our kids will be worthwhile. What about other? What about other random people questioning your parenting? You know, when when people are in the store and they say, "Oh, is he okay?" or whatever. You like, I was outside with our, our infant uh, son at a wedding and. It was like, I don't know, 58 degrees out, but he was like... Like Britney Spears got in trouble because like she was driving in a car on her property and the kid wasn't restrained and then everyone said she was a bad mother. Is that is that kind of what you're talking about? I think the biggest trolls for parents are other people criticizing Your parenting. their parenting choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like some, lady, some old lady who was probably 30 years away from having her own kids... Um, was like just sitting there like is he he looks cold is he cold and i was like no he's bundled up in like 15 different layers and by the way lady like i didn't say this but i was like this is my third kid in a row <laughs> i am there and none of them have died yet so back off <laughs> and it comes from everybody it'll, it'll yeah. come from sure it'll come from the grandparents first and foremost right and then oh the grandparents they love to tell you and it'll come from yeah so so you yeah you have that troll all the time of people constantly looking at you and i don't know i think again it's like okay you have you're in an airplane. The kid is kicking the seat the whole time. Are you the parent who recognizes the other person and teaches the child? Like there are other people on this flight, not just you. Right. So yeah, there are times when it, when I go, you got to wake up, parent. But then there's also times when I'm like, yeah. they could have been up at four a.m. loading the car, doing everything, sure. getting in there. I mean, one thing is like we we have more grace for parents. When I see the single you know parent with 
with the oh, kid on the airplane. We didn't even now. talk about I, like, single make parents. Eye contact. I make eye contact. I say you're doing your the best you can. Yeah. Like I understand now. When I was when I didn't have kids, I was like, what are these people doing bringing their kids on an airplane? Don't they know this is gonna ruin everyone's life? And like you're just selfish. And then now I know how hard it is to do it, and I have grace that I can extend to that. Person. Imagine this might not be good. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you own a puppy, but the puppy on on its back is strapped to your entire bank account, right? And you can't hold the puppy. You just have to kind of take it along with you everywhere you go in life. And you're always worried. That's my that's that's my bank account. That's everything I own is on that dog, and I can't really control it. And it's going to do what it's going to do. It might bite somebody. I don't know. Like <laughs> if you don't have kids, it kind of that's an odd uh, way to describe it. But it. it <laughs> It kind of feels like that. Like it's just It is very anxious. Yeah. It's this it's a lot of it's a lot on the line. And then it's a it's your heart. It's your heart walking around outside your body. Yeah. Maybe your heart's better than your bank account. Because <laughs> Well, it's it's tied to your it's very tied to your bank account. But yeah, but but let's 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 wrap this up with single parents and let's just say sure. single parents by far are the superheroes, the uns, unsung superheroes of society. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I think about that all the time. I think about that when I'm I'm frustrated and I'm and I'm you know, I'm stressed out and the kids are whatever. I go, I could be doing this all by myself. Sure. Well, you have. You've had several hours where you've done it all by yourself and you realize how difficult oh, it is. Oh my gosh. And how much it would be nice to have one someone there to help. Oh. <laughs> I know. And you and you and you, so yeah, your whole life sort of I don't know. And I thought a lot of this I, I learned on tour. I thought a lot of times I'm like, oh, marriage and stuff will be easy because right. I learned all this stuff on tour. And now I'm like, yeah, actually, I didn't know anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you to our to our our folks who are listening who maybe don't want to have kids and maybe don't want to be married and maybe want to be celibate or I don't know what whatever you want to be. If you want to become the mature, uh, calm, peaceful, joy filled guru in your life. Uh, you could consider investing in, in some single parents because they could really yeah. need they they could really use some uh, some someone self sacrificing uh, for their cause and it is the future that they're raising so it's a it's a meaningful dutiful uh, apprenticeship if you were to partner with someone who needed you in that in that regard that is right yeah. and if you have helped a single parent you can email us at don't email the trolls and tell us all about it or if you don't want kids and you've devoted your life to some other great cause, let us know too. Or if you want a billion yeah. kids, let us know about that as well. Um, don't do it. One at a time, people. Tweet at, time. at us at, at @trollspod, Instagram Trolls Podcast. Um, love you guys. And uh, if you don't want to have kids, you know, I'm sorry if we offended you, but go have some kids. <laughs> Don't tell people to have kids who don't want kids. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Go have some kids. Go have some. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap up this podcast. Let's wrap it up. All right.